And I'm reading from verse 1, Matthew chapter 20, and reading from verse 1. The parable of the workers in the vineyard. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again at the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about the eleventh hour came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said. And you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, Friend, I am not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So, the last will be first and the first will be last. We're beginning a a new series this morning that I'm calling uh, Stories of Grace. And... uh, Over the next three or four weeks, we're going to be uh, looking at different stories uh, with that theme of grace in them. And uh, just so you know where we're going, we're starting this morning with the story of unearned grace, the story of the the workers in the vineyard. Uh, Next week, we'll be looking at the story of uh, the woman caught in adultery, and I'm calling that undeserved grace. And then we're going to be looking at uh, uninvited grace, where the woman woman goes into the Pharisee's home and uh, anoints Jesus' feet in Luke chapter 7. And then finally we'll be looking at uh, unexpected grace, the story of uh, Zacchaeus, the tax collector. And so uh, that's where we're going to be going over the next uh, uh, few Sunday mornings. And uh, they are all stories of grace. Stories of grace, that's what we're going to be looking at. So we begin this morning with this uh, wonderful parable of the vineyard workers. Um, Do you like this story? (laughs) You don't, do you? (laughs) Well, hopefully we will like this story, because it, uh, it, it is a story of grace, and it is a story of unearned grace. Um, I was talking to somebody about this series, and they said, is is that a word, unearned? I said, well, if it isn't, it is now. Uh, (laughs) Because sometimes we have to make it up as we go along, don't we? But I was getting the uns in, you see. So it's a story of unearned grace. And uh, it's the parable of the workers in the the vineyard. And uh, there's the vineyard for you. And 
Do you notice that it starts off, a lot of Jesus' parables starts off this way. Uh, Jesus says, for the kingdom of heaven is like. And what Jesus is saying is, is when he says that, he, he says, this is what uh, God's kingdom is like. And then he tells a story, the workers in the vineyard. But he's telling the stories to try and get across to the people that this is how God operates. That this is how life in the kingdom of God looks like. And really what he's saying is, this is how grace works. This is how grace works. So, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. It's a story uh, about grace. This is uh, Tony Campalo, my latest... uh, picture with, uh, which I collected at the Baptist Assembly this year, and uh, in his book, which I, which I purchased and, uh, and got him to sign, uh, he tells uh, uh, a story about grace, and it goes like this, he says, one time I was discussing with a small group of junior high kids those things that were unique about the Christian gospel. I tried to explain to them what grace was all about, then asked what made grace different from mercy and justice. One boy with a smile on his face and a glint in his eye answered by saying, If a policeman pulls you over for speeding and gives you a ticket, that's justice. If a policeman pulls you over for speeding and gives you a warning, that's mercy. But if a policeman pulls you over for speeding and gives you a Krispy Kreme donut, that's grace. (laughs) I like that. It's never happened to me. I've, uh, I've got to confess I have been uh, pulled over for speeding on the very odd occasion and uh, there was no mercy, there was, uh, there was perhaps justice, it depends on your, your view of the Lord, but there was certainly uh, no grace in sight and no Krispy Kreme donuts, uh, only in the stories. So, uh, the kingdom of heaven uh, isn't like the world that we live in. The kingdom of heaven doesn't operate on the same rules. What happens in this world doesn't necessarily happen in the kingdom of heaven because the kingdom of heaven is completely different. And this is what Jesus is talking about. And uh, the first thing I want to say about grace this morning is that it is outrageous grace. Outrageous. Have you ever been outrageous about anything? Anything made you really outrageous? A, a real feeling that something's happened and it's, it's just not right. And you get all cross and, and hot under the collar. And uh, anyone that bumps into you, you're going to tell them about something that's happened that's just so unjust. It's just not right. It makes you outrageous. You know, I want you to get into this parable and I want you to feel the outrage of the workers. I really want you to feel that this morning, the outrage. Because when you read this parable, something inside you should stir. Something inside you should say, this isn't right. And unless we can put ourselves in the place of those workers that were there in the marketplace early in the morning and work for 12 hours in the heat of the day, we won't get what Jesus is talking about. So you've really got, some of you will have to work harder than the others to imagine what it's like to put in a 12 hour shift. Only joking. A lot of you are retired. (laughs) I'm not saying you don't work hard. 
it's outrageous, you're outraged now, you're feeling outraged now, aren't you? But not at the story, you're feeling outraged at me. I'll move on, outrageous grace. Because, uh, so when those who came were hired first, they expected more. You see, what's happened here is, um, do you think the landowner's a bit of a troublemaker? You see, the landowner, what, what he could have done is he, he could have paid the workers in the order that they came... And the people that, were, that came first would have gone off quite happy with their denarius, wouldn't they? That's what they had agreed to pay for. And they wouldn't have known about the outrageous thing that happened when the last people came and got exactly the same. But for some reason, the landowner wants the people to see that he's going to pay them all exactly the same. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. That he wants people to see. Maybe he wants the people to be outraged at what he's doing. Maybe he wants the people to be disturbed to think about it. Instead of getting their pay, the workers who had toiled for 12 hours in the heat of the day have to stand there and watch the miserable one hour workers go and get their pay. And then see them getting the same. Now, if I'd have been one of those 12 hours workers, I'd be thinking, gosh, if they've got one denarius for one hour, maybe I'm going to get 12. I've worked 12 hours. I'm doing the maths in my head. And as I'm going along the queue, I'm thinking, this is going to be great. But when he gives me the, the one denarius, I'm going to be not very grateful. In fact, I'm going to feel cheated. I'm going to feel robbed. I'm going to feel annoyed. I'm going to feel that this is outraged. I'm going to be straight on to the shop steward, onto the union. And uh, I'm going to be calling for a strike tomorrow because the landowner has cheated me. Well, actually, he's not cheated me. He's done exactly what he said he was going to do. I agreed at the beginning of the day to work for one denarius, which was the equivalent of a, of a day's wage. And that's what he paid me. So actually... It was quite fair, wasn't it? What the landowner did. It was quite fair. Outrageous grace. Absolutely outrageous. But this is what grace is. This is, this is if you like, the bad news of the good news, if you see what I mean. This is the bad news of the good news. The fact is that none of us can earn our way into heaven. None of us. People try. People have tried for centuries. Uh, there's something in our mentality, uh, something in our work effort that feels, you know, you have to work to get something. That's how this world works, isn't it? Uh, nobody gives us something for nothing. Uh, we all go out to work, don't we? Uh, we don't get something for nothing. And we've got this idea that there's a kind of a justice system that works fairly. And we've even got this idea about God, haven't we? If we're honest. Uh, most of us think that, uh, that God is not only loving and gracious, but fair and just. And many Christians, I've met many Christians who, who operate on, on the system that, you know, God will treat you uh, in response to the way <coughs> that you have behaved. You know, uh, the uh, sort of technical term for this is, the, is the, uh, it's called divine retribution, you know. If you are obedient to God, God will bless you. If you are disobedient to God, God will curse you. You'll find it in the Old Testament. It's there in the Bible. 
And some Christians still live their lives like that. They think that as long as they're obedient to God and following God, that their lives will work seamlessly. They pray to God and God will answer them because they are the workers. They're the people that are following God and, and they've got this direct line to God and they're being obedient and uh, that's how they think it works. Well, actually, it doesn't work like that. That's the way it works in the Old Testament. And uh, we are a New Testament people. And, and Jesus says, actually, the kingdom of heaven is like this. And when he says it's like this, what he means is it's, it's not like that. However you've been brought up, however you've thought it was, it's not like that. It's like this. And he tells this wonderful story. Outrageous grace. Uh, people working one hour and getting a full day's wage. Not only that, because you see the workers are really outraged, they're a lot more outraged than you are about this, they're really, because they're the ones that have been working. And they say, not only, not only are we getting the same, you have made them equal to us. That's what they don't like about it. You've made those horrible, lazy people equal to us who've grafted and worked and sweated all day. And you have made them equal to us. That's what they don't like. If you were here a few weeks ago, do you remember when we were looking at this parable of the, uh, of the two sons? Do you remember the older son, his outrage? I've served you, worked for you. Do you remember the bitterness and annoyance in his voice? And here it is again in these uh, workers in the vineyard. Uh, we've borne the burden of the work in the heat of the day. And, uh, of course, what they're really wanting to say is it's outrageous. How dare you? Um, they're annoyed. They're annoyed. Let me get this straight. The last guys get the same as the first who thought they'd get more. Yes? And Jesus saying that this is a picture of life with God. Yes? Is it okay to say that God is bonkers? No. This is how the kingdom of God works. It doesn't make a lot of sense to some people. Because it's different to the kingdoms of this world. Where you work hard and you receive a reward. That's how it works, isn't it? Uh, some people get very rich because they work harder or they've been given, uh, they've been blessed with more abilities or circumstances. Uh, we think it's fair, but actually it's not fair. We don't live in a fair world, do we? Even within our church, it's not fair, isn't it? We've not all got the same, have we? Uh, some of us are, are much more wealthier than others. Uh, that's not necessarily a, a, a result of our hard work. It could be a result of all sorts of things, but it's, it, it, we don't live in a fair world. Um, we think it's a fair world because, um, because of, of, of the way that, that we've been treated and perhaps we, th we feel we've been treated fairly but when we're treated unfairly we're the first people to get outraged. When we see somebody else getting something more than us we're the first persons to shout and scream. It's not bonkers, it's just outrageous. Outrageous grace. I rather like it. And, uh, but there is something within each person that just wants to bawl like a child, isn't it? And say, it's not fair. 
Now, I'm going to give you the opportunity to say that this morning, uh, because I'm sure some sometime in your life you've come across circumstances, if not now, where you've felt like this. So after three, I want you to shout out as loud as you can, it's not fair. And if you mean it, really say it with meaning, because you've experienced things in your life that just aren't fair, and this is your chance to tell me and to tell one another, but also to tell God that it's not fair. Okay? One, two, three. It's not fair. Is that the best you can do? <laughs> Try, I'll give you one more chance. You, you can really shout. Really allow that. You know, therapists say it's good to let your emotions show. And so if you're angry this morning, get, get some of that anger out, frustration, okay? One, two, three. It's not that's right, it's not fair. And the minister's making us work. Some of us have been up late all night, never mind. You tell me about a 12 hour shift. Well, some of you put in a 12 hour shift yesterday, I know. And uh, I'm just making sure you're awake. <laughs> it's not fair, it's outrageous grace. But Jesus says, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. This is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Well, of course, uh, the landowner responds to the workers. And the landowner is going to talk about not outrageous grace, although it is. He's going to talk about generous grace. He's going to talk about generous grace. He's going to explain to the workers, or try to explain, what's going on here. He says, friend, I'm not being unfair to you. You see, they've all been shouting like you, it's not fair. And the landowner says, I'm not being unfair to you. Matthew 20 verse 13. I'm not being unfair to you. Are you envious because I am generous? The landowner is explaining what he's doing by suggesting that this is generous grace. Don't I have the right to do what I like with my own money? It's my money. I can do what I like with it. Just as I was saying to the children, these are my drumsticks. I can do whatever I like with them. I can give them away. Or I can keep them all to myself. Anybody want a drumstick? There you are, somebody over here. They don't have a drumstick. They're mine, I can do what I like with them. I don't have to give them away. I don't have to give them to people that have done something to get it. I can just be generous with my drumsticks. And if you want a drumstick, just come and see me afterwards. I don't know how far they'll go, but they'll, they'll go a fair way. Um, and the, 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 the landowner is, is saying, I can do what I like with my possessions. And if I choose to be generous, that's up to me. I'm a generous person. And if we remember that this is what Jesus is saying, this is what God is like, this is how grace works. You see, we're so busy doing the maths, trying to get everything to tally and work, and doing the balance sheets, and we've come up with a sum, and it's like Jesus has just blown that sum away and say, well actually, two and two don't equal four in the kingdom of God. They equal 177. And you're thinking, well that doesn't make sense, how can two and two equal 177? It doesn't work. And Jesus says, well, it's like this story of the parable of the vineyard. This is how it is in the kingdom of heaven. This is how grace works. We live in a world where it's first come, first served, isn't it? You've got to be at the front of the queue. And we love queuing, don't we, Brits? We love it, don't we? Have you ever been in a queue? I queued for Wimbledon once. 
Uh, when we were living in London, we got up at the crack of dawn and we joined the queue. I wasn't at the front of the queue and we didn't get tickets for centre court. We got the outside courts. It was a great day, but we joined a long queue. We love it, don't we? And we people run to get into the queue because they want to be first, because they think first is best. Ever been in a team, you know, ever been at school where they're picking teams and everybody's lining up? Uh, nobody wants to be the last person left, do they? You know, some of us are not as sporty as others. Some, some people get picked first all the time, don't they? Some people know what it's like to be that person standing there thinking, nobody's picked me, nobody wants me. Well, Jesus says that isn't how it works in the kingdom of God. Because the last will be first and the first will be last. Our perceived position makes no difference because God knows, no, shows no partiality. If we're honest, we don't like that. Because we want God to show us partiality. We want God to favour us. And as I was saying, some people think that's how it works. Because we are followers of Jesus, that we are going to be treated differently by God. So that we ask God for something, our prayers stand a better chance of getting answered than somebody else who hardly ever darkens the door of a church. It doesn't work like that. That's not how it works. We don't follow Jesus for what we get out of it. That's what we were thinking about last week when we were looking at the story of Job. And the accusation about Job was that the reason why he served God and worshipped God was because God had put this blanket over him and blessed him and given him all sorts of things. And there was a test involved, wasn't there? To see whether that's why Job really served God. And Job came through the test. Because he found out that God doesn't always favour the people that follow him. And that's very hard to accept. No, the landowner talks about generous. Are you envious because I'm generous? And this is the picture of what God is like. God's grace is a generous grace. Tom Wright in, in his book, uh, Matthew for Everyone, says this, God's grace, in short, is not the sort of thing you can bargain with or try to stir up. It isn't the sort of thing that one person can have a lot of and someone else a little of. The point of the story is that what people get from having served God and his kingdom is not actually a wage at all. It's not strictly a reward for work done. God doesn't make contracts with us if we could bar- as if we could bargain or negotiate for a better deal. He makes makes covenants in which he promises everything and asks for everything in return. When he keeps his promises, he's not rewarding us for efforts, but doing what comes naturally to his overflowing, generous nature. God's grace is for the last as well as the first. It's easy for us to think, well... We are those workers in the vineyard. We've been following God for however many years and these these people that have come in at the last minute and you're telling me they're going to get exactly the same as us? Yes. Well, that doesn't sound fair because I've been following Jesus for 20, 30 years and you're saying the person who, who makes a commitment on the deathbed will be as welcome into heaven as me and get the same mansion? Yes. Exactly the same. Don't know if I'm happy with that or not, because uh, I feel as if I've I've worked hard and I've I've earned something. That isn't how it works in the kingdom of God. Grace reminds us that God's grace is a gift. It's a generous gift, and you know a gift. You don't get to choose the gift. Someone just gives it you. 
What you have to do with a gift is open your hands and receive the gift. And grace is God's gift to us. Grace reminds us that God's favour is a gift. Are you envious because I'm generous? The, the landowner asks. The charge of unfairness, it's not grounded in love, is it? But in a selfish assumption, because they wanted more, they expected to get more, they expected better treatment. God's grace reminds us it's a gift. If it's a wage you want from God, well, we know that Paul tells us in Romans that the, the wages of sin is death. The reality is we don't want God to treat us fairly. We don't want God to treat us in the way that we deserve to be treated. We love it when God is blessing us. We're not always so happy when God is blessing somebody else. It is a problem. Generous grace. Generous grace is for the, the workers that come at the 11th hour. The workers... that arrive at the last minute. Generous grace. God does not need us, but more importantly, He wants us. He desperately wants us to come and to join Him, and to join Him in the work that He wants us to do. Many of us identify with the employers who put in a full day's work rather than the add-ons at the end of the day. We like to think of ourselves as responsible workers. And the employer's strange behaviour might baffle us. Generous grace is what Jesus says to the landowner. And then finally, I think Jesus tells this parable because he wants it to be contagious. He wants grace to be contagious. He wants us not only to understand it, this is how it works, but he wants us to catch on to the idea and then live like that. Because remember at the beginning we said that the, Jesus was saying the kingdom of God is like, or the kingdom of heaven is like, and this is what it's like. And we pray, don't we, in the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And if we want that, then we have to operate and act like people that live by the kingdom rules and standards. Let me let you into a little secret. The landowner in the story represents God. I'll say that again. The landowner in the story represents God. You knew that. But I just thought I'd remind you. Because Jesus is saying this is what God is like. And this is what God wants us to be like. He wants us to catch this idea of grace and live out lives that represent God's grace. Contagious grace. Grace is something that God gives to us so that we can give to other people. It's interesting whenever we look at a parable to remember the context of the parable. And this parable follows that story of the rich young ruler. And the disciples uh, are again baffled and dumbfounded why Jesus wouldn't accept this rich young ruler uh, because he wouldn't give everything away. And the disciples in their bafflement turn to Jesus and they say, We have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? 
And this is the context in which Jesus is telling this parable. So this parable is, is told in a sense to the disciples. Who may think of themselves as the 12 hour workers. The people that have left everything to follow Jesus. And Jesus is gently reminding them, don't think that because you've done the right thing and you're following me, that it means that you're going to get some extra special blessing. Because that isn't how it works in the kingdom of God. The parable bugs me, the first guy gets totally ripped off. But you know when you think about it, all the people Jesus called, you and I have come late in the day. I love this parable. Suddenly we love this parable when it seems to be in our favour, doesn't don't we? When it seems to be in our favour, we love it when we picture ourselves. See, if we picture ourselves as the 11th hour workers, this is a great parable, isn't it? This is a great story. If we picture ourselves as the 12 hour workers, it doesn't seem such a great story. The question is, where do we put ourselves in the parable? Who do we identify with? Who do we think we are? Friends, we're all 11th hour workers, if we're honest. We're all people that have come in at the last moment. And it's great, because we get it all. Grace teaches us that God does for others what we would never do for them. Grace teaches us that God would do for others what we would never do for them. You see, we wouldn't treat people so kindly, would we? We wouldn't pay somebody who just worked an hour the same as somebody who'd worked 12 hours. We'd be very regimented. We'd make sure they got just what they had earned and not a penny more. Because that's the world that we live in. And Jesus is saying, hey folks, that's not how the kingdom of God works. But that's now how I want you to operate and work. I want you to be outrageously generous with all that I have given you. Grace teaches that God does for others what we would never do for them. And notice in this story, and you'll see it in some of the other great stories, that people get annoyed at grace. People get annoyed when God is being kind and generous. And I've experienced it. When I'm trying to be kind and generous to somebody, some other people think I'm being soft. And they say, Richard, you're being soft with them. You're letting them walk all over you. You need to be stronger and firmer. And I say, well actually when I, when I open my Bible that doesn't seem to be how Jesus operated. He seemed to operate in a, in a graceful way. He seemed to be always offering people another chance, another opportunity, another go. Because we all know what it's like not to be picked. We all know what it's like to look at somebody else and think, not only have they got it all, but they seem to get away with it. And it doesn't seem fair. We know what that's like. But the great thing about the good news of Jesus is Jesus looks out and seems to give an unfair advantage to those that haven't got. He seems to make the people that finish last first. And of course nobody wants to finish last in a race, do they? Everybody wants to finish first because that's how we've been uh, taught you know, try your hardest, try to win, win at all costs. If you trample on a few people on the way, that's how you get on in life. That's how this world operates, isn't it? Uh, people that get to the top have very often left not only a few people behind, but have kind of trodden over them because they couldn't keep up. 
And Jesus says, so the last will be first and the first will be last. In the kingdom of God, the last celebrates and rejoice. And other people are baffled and dumbfounded and say, what are they celebrating about? They finished last. Wasn't it lovely when, uh, when that young girl this morning, she was dumbfounded, but I finished last. You know, she was worried that I'd made a mistake, that I thought she'd finished first and I was giving her the reward. And there was a real anxiety in her face that she thought she was getting something that she hadn't earned, that it should have been going to somebody else. And it was absolutely lovely because that's a picture of what grace is like. We cannot earn it. We can receive it and we can welcome it and we can accept it. And that's what God wants us to do, but he also wants us to bestow it on other people. This is the miracle, the wonder, the scandal and the shock of God's grace. It's truly out of this world. Because nobody in this world would have come up with a scheme like that because it doesn't make sense. But in the kingdom of God, this is what it's like. And all we can do is say, well, this is amazing. It is simply amazing grace. The first will be last and the last will be first. So, it's an outrageous grace and we should get outraged because it doesn't seem right and it doesn't seem fair. But then we learn that actually what we thought was unfair and not right is just God being generous. And God wants us to be generous. Amazing grace. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that, uh, that you have poured out your grace into our lives.